Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Dallas, a listener question today. So, thanks, Michael. Um, I guess the so this is a listener question or email we received from Darren, who I've actually I've had a had a meeting with in the past. So, good day, Darren. Happy well. Um, Darren sent through an email with a link to a video of um, Warren Buffett. So, as we've talked about before, Warren Buffett, great investor. Um, historically, one of one of the best to ever do it. Um, Warren Buffett has sort of made his name as as a, I guess a stock picker. You would say picking individual companies that are that are going to outperform. So, Darren sent through an email say, "Hi guys, attached a video link of Warren Buffett saying it's better to just own three good companies." Would love to know your thoughts on his comments. Mm-hmm. So, um, I got a couple of thoughts. So, the the main overarching one for me here is that. If, if I was Warren Buffett or if I could have the chance to invest in Warren Buffett 50 years ago mm. and I knew that it was Warren Buffett, then absolutely, I, w- I would just invest with him or I would just pick the three companies that, that he told me to be invested into. The reality of it is, though, for me or the way that I think of it is there is no way to know that in advance. There, there has been, since, since Warren Buffett actually started to invest, there are many, 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 many people who would have told you or mm. someone else would have told you that they were the next Warren Buffett and that they were going to be able to pick and choose which companies you could own that would not just not just return the average of, of all of the best companies but actually return better than average. So that's, I guess, my first thought is the problem is it's all hindsight. You know, and, and there's no way to know in advance that, that you can be invested with Warren Buffett or that you can be invested in the three companies that he's talking about that perform really well over the next 30, 40 years. So you have anything to add to that? Yeah, look, look, a couple of things. Um, yeah, so, so, I mean, looking looking back anecdotally on companies' performances and investment returns and things like that um, is a little bit useless from the point of view it's it's sort of similar to to if you could have the um, tomorrow's horse racing results yeah, today, yeah. <laughs> um, you'd walk into the track and you'd yeah. you'd you'd it you would be back gambling. eight it winners. Be gambling, it'd just be um, we don't have that, yeah. and we can't have that. Yeah. Um, I like your point there. We you said we by by its very nature we're looking at past yeah. returns. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that it also implies, and I think this is true for, for, for any narrow investment. So anytime someone wants to narrow down and say, I, I, can, I can just invest in three companies, I can invest in one company, I can invest in this. Um, look, it, some, it somehow implies that, that doing that would solve all of your financial problems. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't. Yep. It's not a financial plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a it's uh, an investment plan. It's, it's an investment plan. Yeah. It's not a financial plan. I I can invest something. Yeah, I can invest into. Uh, yeah, if I get 
1,000% return mm. over 10 years, yeah. um, will that achieve my goals and objectives? Well, the answer is it depends. Yeah. Did I put $10 in? Did I put and, $10 and in? Did I put 1,000 in? Did I put, yeah, like what did I put in there? Yep. Um, it depends on that. It depends on the tax plan that yep. I have. Yeah. If I lose half of it in tax, yep. then um, obviously that dilutes my return right down yep. quite a lot. Yeah. Um, did I put enough into it? Yeah. Uh, did I take excessive risks? Yeah. All those types of things. So, so it implies it does imply that the investment that the investment itself will solve all of your yeah. financial yeah. issues. Yeah. It doesn't. No. It's very unlikely to. Um. So, so it it is an interesting one because you I find this with um. So we know and we've talked a bit before about if you imagine a, a pyramid basically and, and the base of that mm. pyramid is is investor behavior so ha- how much you spend versus how much you save do you stick to the plan do you stay the course do you panic when things are bad do you get greedy when things are good you know are you do you know where you need to be in order to achieve your goals do you, are, you, are you actually crafting some sort of plan to get there that's sort of the base of the pyramid which is like any like any that's really the key that's what everything rests on so mm. what you're touching on there this i think if you think of it as the second part of the middle part of the pyramid might be asset allocation so mm. do i own companies or do i own cash or do i own properties what once i've worked out how much money i need to be saving versus spending and how to how to most effectively put that aside for the future which asset class do i choose to invest that in that's sort of the that's a really important part of the pyramid as well the, the very top of the pyramid which is sort of what we're talking about here, which is do I invest that money into the top 1,500 companies around the world or do I just pick the three that I think are most likely to do best over the next 30 years? Mm. Not only is it, I, I think, impossible to do in advance or without the benefit of hindsight, but as you just touched on, it's, it's actually not the most important part. So, so yes, if you can get the base right and you're doing everything absolutely right, and you've got your money invested in the right asset class that gives you the best chance to get there, and then you can also outperform, then, then that, yeah. that's gravy, that's fantastic. But yeah. what you've just touched on there is, if someone comes to me, if if Warren Buffett, and, and I've read a lot about Warren Buffett, so I know, I know a lot about how this works, is that if you look at Warren Buffett and go, why is he worth so much money? It's tempting to think that it's because he picked good, he picked good stocks when he was 20 or as they say in America or picked good companies the reality is that what Warren Buffett has done since he was about 12 years old is that he has been relentlessly focused on accumulating wealth Mm. to the detriment of a lot of other things in his life Mm. but it wasn't necessarily just about which companies do I think are going to perform when he was 12 he was doing paper runs and then he Mm. started all these little small business when he was a kid Mm. then in his 20s he basically you know, dedicated his whole life to working in investment management, all these sorts of things where, and what you found with him is it still was that by the time he was 50 odd, he, he was still only relatively wealthy. Mm. What really has made him, the, you know, one of the, the richest people in the world is the fact that he's compounded that for mm. 70 plus years. You know, mm. so he's, I think mid 80s now, he's been relentlessly focused on this for 70 years. And so mm. his performance that's probably another interesting one is if you look at his actual investment performance, it, it's good. It's like it's better mm. than the average. It's better than the benchmarks. 
but it's not like he's returning 50% a year no, he's for not, the last no, 70 no. years and, and the broader market's doing 10. Like, mm. I'm making these numbers up here, but the broader market might have done 12 and he might have done 18%. Yeah, it's so, it's something like that, yeah. yeah. He's, so, he's, he's, I think I think it's something in that in that ballpark. It's, yeah. it's Instead of 12, he's got an... He's, he's, he's averaged 18. Yeah. Which, yeah. again, if Which you is do that with a big enough, like, that's, this is not to knock his achievement. It's more just to No, go. no, it's definitely not to knock it. So, so yeah, um, that's a good time to raise this. I, I was also going to say, and he's Warren Buffett. Yeah. So he's, 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 he's renowned as probably the greatest investor to ever live. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's absurd to think that uh, anyone else could actually rely yeah, on that. Yeah, rely as, on, as on, on reading what he says. Yeah. And then trying to apply that for their own situation. Now, if someone limited you yep. to three, only three companies, yep. you could probably most of the time yep. achieve yep. most yep. of the things with a good financial plan overlaid. So the funding yep. plan, like yes. we said before, how much do you put into yep. those companies on a regular basis? Yep. The tax plan, yep. what structures do you own that? You don't yep. want to lose um, excessive amounts of tax. Yep. Stick to the strategy. If you had a monkey throw... A dart, three darts yep. at the ASX 200 and yep. hit three companies, mm. and then another monkey came along and threw. And that's your portfolio. Yeah. You can only invest in those three forever. Yeah. Um. Here come the next couple. Another monkey comes and throws three yep. darts. Yep. Um. Uh. And you did that with a hundred monkeys. Yeah. You'd end up with yep. a mixed bag of yeah, three yeah. different yeah. uh companies for each couple. Yeah. Now, on average, they probably will do fairly well. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. like they've got the asset class right. Well, yeah. Uh, productive enterprise. Yeah. They've, they've got the funding plan right. They've yep. got the financial plan right. They've got the tax plan right. If you can get all those things right. Yep. Um, on on average, if yep. you're throwing a, a dart yep. at publicly listed companies, yep. you're probably on average going to do okay. By their very, okay. very nature, yeah. the fact they're publicly listed <laughs> means there's no huge, yeah. you know, they have some sort of business model. They yeah. have some sort of... Yeah. Uh, corporate governance so yeah it is like i think even if if two couples came to me mm. and 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 uh and, and you said right I, this they both got seven hundred thousand dollars in mm. superannuation and we've calculated that over the next 10 years they need to get to two million dollars yeah if you said to me i've got this couple here the the limitations are they will do everything that you tell them in terms of making contributions mm. to super they will stick to the plan they won't mm. panic and sell they they won't get too greedy. They won't you know they'll just stick to exactly what you tell them to do. However, your limitation is you can own even even me who mm. I'd go out of my way to not try and pick companies. I said you've got this perfect client and and all they all they do is exactly what you tell them. But you can only pick three companies to invest into. Mm. I think I'd probably underperform the average of, of that benchmark, but I yeah. still think I'd get them pretty close to there because yeah, they yeah. would be doing everything else right. Yeah, because what we so what we're talking about here is that if there were uh, Fifty years ago, if there were if there were two families yep. in Australia or America, let's yep. say America, that, yep. Yep. and one of them was fortunate enough for Warren Buffett to walk through the front door, yep. knock on the door, and say, yep. "Give me all your money, I'll invest it yep. over the next fifty years." Yep. Um, and they did that, yep. and their neighbours. Warren Buffett never knocked on their door, yep. and they just invested in the largest five hundred American companies. Yep. They both did excellent. Yes. Over yeah, time. Right. They yeah, both achieved yeah, yeah, all yeah. their goals and objectives. Yeah. Now, yes. yeah. the family that Warren Buffett walks in through the front door, yeah. if you looked at their net worth, yeah. it's con- considerably higher than the, yes. the other family. However, they they both achieved, achieved everything they what they wanted to do. So, yeah. yep. 
Um, because not to say that it won't work. If we're if we're looking at this, it's it's certainly not to say that it won't work. Um, I mean, there's plenty of people around Australia and the rest of the world that have all of their net worth tied up in one company, and it's yeah. called their small business. Yeah, yeah. And most of those people do okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, so if you're if you're extending that and saying, well, I'm going to diversify by investing into three much larger publicly listed companies, yeah. you're probably going to do just fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there that's not our model. No. Our model is yeah. uh, we believe you can be more diversified than that mm. and, um, and and do it for a, a, a really low a low cost, a low fee of yeah. being diversified yeah. and, and not have to have that and added low worry. Low stress. And low stress. Like, I, I laugh because I'm thinking about this as a... Um, um, I, I just imagine Darren or, or, or me or any, any, anyone who's married... Could you imagine imagine getting this wrong? Imagine if you're the one. So you, you're married. You get right. We're ten years out. We need, we've got this money. We're we're going to invest this for retirement. Could you imagine have it, getting it wrong? Like it's it's not worth. It doesn't bear thinking of. Like if you no. if you get it right and you outperform, yeah, that that's. It's a bit like giving as yeah. you said before the horse racing tips. Yeah, you know, it's a bit like giving your mate tips about what you think's going to win the race. If it wins, they sort of shrug. If it loses, you're the biggest idiot in the world. Like yeah. people. Yeah, people don't respond. And, well and look, to that. and look, the issue when you're making that that three company decision, um, look, you can't help but be influenced by what's happening around you. And, and what I mean by that, we did a podcast not so long ago um, where we actually I forget the name of it, where we compared the we we looked at the drop that's happened uh, in the first half of 2022, which is about a 16% drop. Yep. But then we looked at the, 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 the drop that Netflix had suffered. We looked yeah. at the drop that, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, uh, some other sort of high profile companies like Zoom and things like that had, had suffered, hmm. which is, which was considerably more than the 16% that the rest of the market had suffered. Usually when you're making the decision to invest into one or two or three or four companies, um, you, you're going into the most popular companies, um, at the time, yeah, and they're the ones that are actually susceptible to the biggest drops. Yeah, they, what, what's what's usually what's usually happen? Why they're why they're in the news? Why, why they're popular? They're profile, yeah. is because the price has been pushed up to yeah. artificially high levels. So yeah. when when it does fall, it falls harder. Um, and that's that's I guess a good point. That's human nature. Yeah, yeah. And, and and Warren Buffett um, doesn't do that because he spends ten hours a day sitting in a room mm. reading and trying to unearth mm. uh, the next company. You know, and there's a lot more to it and, and mm. how they approach investing and the rest of it. But from the early days, by its nature, he was, him and his, his partner were spending 10 hours a day sitting there just trying to find the unearthed thing that no one else knew about and no one else was talking about. They were not going out there and, and buying um, you know, three big publicly listed companies. That, yeah. that's, not, that's not what they were actually doing. No. And I actually... I, I, I didn't try and find uh, the the YouTube clip to to censor it, Darren, because I, I thought it doesn't sort of matter too much. But I also know that I've I've seen a um, I've seen a, a clip talking about this with um, Warren Buffett, where someone asks him at a at a shareholder meeting about you know if you had if you had a million you know, and I can't it was a really sort of long winded question they asked about you know if you didn't have any dependence you didn't have any you know if you've you've come into a million dollars in cash and you've got no real need on that for the long-term mm. future and how would you invest it and he basically says something like i'd put an put it in an index fund and i'd go back to work <laughs> yeah. so 
and he, he, without meaning to, he's kind of making that that point of like what that person does over the next 30 years of their yeah. life is far more important than the returns they get on that money. Yeah, so, look, absolutely. So he's dedicated his life to that. Yeah. It's a really good point. Um, uh, when when I'm retired and I'm I'm living off the money that my money makes uh, by going to work, <laughs> well, my money going to work, not me. Um, look, I just don't want to be worried about. No. I don't want to be worried about what the um, decisions that three CEOs make. Yes, I, I know that if I spread my money over, yeah, you know, over a thousand CEOs, yep. chief executive officers running all, you know, over a thousand companies, I know that I, I. I don't have to worry then. Yeah. That's a, I've, I've diversified yeah. enough where I can actually just relax yeah. while I'm traveling the world. Yeah. Uh, whereas if I choose, that, if I narrow that down, yeah, okay. I can't really retire and go yeah, traveling. Yeah. yeah, I've got to be on yeah. all the time. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's a good point because you you raise that about the small business owner thing. There's nothing inherently wrong with concentration or under diversification. Mm. You know that's. By its nature, our, our a lot of our net worth is tied up in our in our business, yeah. and that's what. But the difference there is, we're spending eighty hours a day focused on purely something that I believe that we can control to some degree. Yeah, now, a lot of any in any business, a lot of the factors are outside of your control. But to me, owning three companies is sort of the middle ground where mm. I don't actually have any control over how those. Mm. It's it's not enough companies to be to give me peace of mind that I'm you know spread out and diversified and that if one of these CEOs goes off the rail and starts making crazy decisions, like you said, I still have to be on. I still have to mm. think about. It, I still have to worry about it. But I'm actually not in any control of of those no. of those things. So to me, it, it's sort of um, if if you're going to focus on something, focus on something that you can control. And if you can't control it then you want to be as diversified as possible so that you've got peace of mind that the, the lack of control isn't going to hurt you. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. For more information and resources, visit the Money Over 50 website, mo50.com.au. We look forward to catching up again soon.